happening, guys? Welcome back to the King in It podcast with myself, Craig Holmes, and this hello. little beautiful lady. Oh, hello. Captain Bannister. Stop it. I was waiting for like chicken nugget or like <laughs> paedophile or something. Paedophile? But yeah, I'll take beautiful lady. I mean, those glasses are on the edge. Stop. It's been over a month since we did the last podcast. That's right, yeah. We attempted to do one last week, but I just we just couldn't get into it. And it's been it's been a rough um, couple of weeks for us, hasn't it? A lot yeah. of you have heard about our friend Lee. So thanks to everyone for the comments and all the support for that and everybody who's donated to Lee's GoFundMe. Uh, if you don't know, our friend Lee was a proper inspiration. She was just the best, wasn't just she? Just a woman and a half, yeah. Just our girl. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, she had a, a really long battle with mental health and uh, she ended up taking her own life. But everybody's been doing tributes on YouTube over the past few weeks and it's been so beautiful just to see how many people she's touched. There's a great community surrounding it. Yeah, there? and just the lives she's changed and the people that have just done things because of Lee. And, yeah. Yeah, so thanks to everybody for all the support and the messages and stuff. Uh, but we know you love the podcast, so we're back now, and we've got a new studio, if you're watching this on YouTube. You'll see. We're actually in Custard the Bus. Custard! Live from Custard. If you're looking at my camera, you might be able to see a van behind me. So we're actually travelling with our friends at Tanya and Adam as well. Yeah, Jits into the sunset on YouTube if you're on there. Go and check them out. If you're brand new to this series, this one's a bit different, because we are here to help you learn. I never thought I'd I'd be part of, of the person you were on about saying that, you know? Part of the educational system. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. We are going to educate you for free. So we've got 10 podcasts this season, each with a different theme. The last episode was the paranormal. And a lot yeah. of you wanted a part two because you loved it so much. That was a good one, though. And a lot of people did like message us and be like... I had to turn it off. <laughs> oh, he's terrified. I, if, if you have started the King in It podcast, go back, because I did do a disclaimer in last week's because it was quite terrifying. <laughs> and a lot of people were like working in their house on their own. And they were like, I couldn't, I couldn't listen to it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh my God, there's sheep by there, look. Hey, if you can see on the thing. Doesn't get more Welsh than that. We're in the middle of a Welsh valley with like sheep everywhere. There's like rivers flowing through. Just green. That's all you can see is green and yeah. nature. It's wonderful, isn't it? So nice to be out with Barry. All right, so let's wrap this up then right, so I can so go and play with the sheep. This episode is Conspiracy Theories. Yes, Craig. So we've been scouring the internet for the weirdest and most interesting stories. And this week we've got some treats for you. Of you? Because we don't know what each other's got because we can't talk about it until <laughs> no we doubt, get on the podcast. No doubt, I even got some dark stuff lined up. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> First one's probably the darkest um, conspiracy theory of all time. Oh, can't wait. Yeah. We ended the last podcast with a riddle. Oh, God, yeah. What was that? If you didn't hear it, yeah. the riddle was, what goes around the world and stays in a corner? Do you know the answer? I do. Is it because I told you? Yes, it is. I would have no idea and I would be pulling my hair out. But if I pulled my hair out, it would come off because I do wear wigs. Yeah, be gone, mate. <laughs> but the answer is a stamp. A stamp. There we go. So if you've waited until now and you haven't Googled it and you, you were pulling your hair out, well done. Yeah. And it's so easy when you know the answer, isn't it? It is. And if you got it without Googling it, hats off well to you. Well done. Will we have another one at the end of this? Yes. Brilliant. I hope so. If not, I'll have to quickly Google we'll one. We'll quickly Google one. <laughs> so before we get into this week's podcast, we'd like to thank this week's sponsor, and the sponsor every week, Surfshark. Yay! 
So what is Surfshark? What is the Surfshark? What is Surfshark? Tell them. <laughs> tell the people. Surfshark is a virtual private network, which sounds really posh and really like what on earth. But it's basically just like a big brother that protects you online. Mm. So it, it stops like adverts from popping up and like malware from getting into your your stuff and like making viruses and stuff. Mm, loads um, of stuff happening. And, uh, and all good things like that. And also, if you're on public Wi-Fi, it protects you. Because if you log into public Wi-Fi, you don't have a VPN. Mm. You're basically just like, steal my identity, please. Yeah. People, it can be stealth, can it? <laughs> stealth. It can be stealth. It can be stolen. <laughs> I haven't had sugar today. I don't feel right at all. Oh if I'm God. a little bit quieter than normal, it's because of that. I can't believe You've just invented a word there. I have. It made sense, though. Stealth. English language is weird, isn't it? Do you get paid for like making up new words and having it put in the diary? In the dictionary? <laughs> oh, my God. Pop it in diary, babes. <laughs> All right, should we just go for a quick nap and then we'll come back? <laughs> so, yeah, your identity can be stolen. Because, yeah, we always go on public Wi-Fi, Starbucks, the airport, like places you just don't think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is brilliant. We've used it for so long as well. We were using it before they came to us, so it was a great collaboration on it. We knew we wanted to sort of... Um, advertise it to our audience because if mm. we use it we want them to use it yeah it's cheap as chips another great feature is you can change your location yeah. so if you're in the uk and you've rinsed the uk uk netflix you can just literally just go i'm going to go to the usa change your location you've got a whole new library mate. Whole new life. that's so good so good and not only that with the location changer but if you if you do you can get like cheaper flights like if you say for example oh, i'm in india and i want to get a flight to new york it could potentially be cheaper than going, oh, I'm in England and I want a flight to New York. Exactly. In it. Price discrimination is That's what happens. Right. Which is crazy. Mental. So if you're literally, yeah, you're searching from like a place where it's generally cheaper to buy things. Yep. Then, then flights are, are. Gen- generally cheaper, so I you know. can pretend you're somewhere else. It's brilliant. If you take one thing away from this podcast, it would be to buy that, and it would it will definitely help you and your information to be kept safe. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Shut up, Craig. So it's super cheap anyway, but... But... Because we're your boys, we've got boys. some discount for you, lads. Hallelujah. So 83% off and three months for free. 83% off. How mental is that? You might as well just give it to you for free. Like, what's the point? What is the point? So it costs 17% of what it should cost. That's <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a deal. So just go to surfshark.deals forward slash R-Y-O-W podcast. R-Y-O-W standing for rule, rule your, your own, own world. world. And you'll get that deal. Amazing. You are welcome. Conspiracy theories. The Queen's the lizard. Talk to me. All right. So um, <laughs> after Googling what a conspiracy theory was, yeah. it gave me the answer. Mm-hmm. A belief that some covert but influential organisation is responsible for an unexplained event, which is pretty cool. Mm. So if you're unaware, and, and that makes no sense to you, which it probably doesn't, um, some examples of conspiracy theories are as follows. Go on, hit me. I'll try, I'll try and do it in one breath. Go on. The landing on the moon being fake, Bigfoot, Finland not actually existing, 9-11 being an inside job, an elite class of reptiles rule the earth, and Justin Bieber is among them, 5G causes coronavirus, chemicals in the water are turning people gay, and our favourite, Craig, the earth is flat. The earth's flat, mate, I'm telling you. <laughs> So all of them are like conspiracy theories and what people have sort of made up. Mm. Um, So I've got another little thing here. It says, imagine if you want to believe X. 
Mm-hmm. But the officials at the top of society, like the government, the media, science, all say that X is false. Mm. Like always. Like always. Also assume that those officials are in a position where they would know the truth. So, if you want to continue believing X, then you're forced to develop a a conspiracy theory as to why officials would would deny that X is true. Exactly, yeah. So, why are they covering it up? Why are they covering it? They're covering something, but they won't tell you what, so you have to sort of have your input and make it up. Mm. Make up what's going on. Are you a conspiracy theorist? No. Really? I'm a factual, intellectual, fax magnet. (laughs) (laughs) Put that on your Tinder, babes. (laughs) But But, there's a lot of conspiracy theories with actual facts. Then why is it a conspiracy theory? Because as as a whole, it's not been proven, but individual parts of it are factual. All right, you're blowing my mind. So have you got anything to back up what you've just said? 9-11 inside job, mate. Where's the facts? Loose Change documentary. You ever seen that? No. Have a, have a watch of that and come back to me. So he, he has facts. Well, one of the things that blew my mind, uh, nobody come at me for this because I'm not really a conspiracy theorist. I'm going to come at you. I, I, I like to sit on the fence and okay. I, I see both sides of the argument. But one of the things... You don't when we're arguing. No, I'm always right. You're a proper but knobhead, when... you? <laughs> but one of the things in Loose Change was that they, the, they were saying that when the plane hit... The fuel went in and exploded and it melted the girders that the building was built with. Right. And they did tests on the, the girders or whatever the, the metal work was. They figured out how hot the temperature of the fuel would be when it burns and how the maximum temperature that the metal would need to get to in order for it to melt and so the buildings would collapse. And it was the metal was way higher than the actual heat of the fuel burning. Their theory was, was that the Buildings collapsed because of the jet fuel that went into the building. I think it might have just been because a plane hit it. No, no. So let me finish. So that's the that's the theory. But then they, they said they, they found the culprits. They found the people who were involved because they found their passports in the rubble. So the metal girders... Who, who's found passports? The the government, the, the FBI who arrested the, the terrorists who were supposedly involved, they found passports in the rubble. Okay. So they found some paper in the rubble right. with a perfectly yeah. bit of ID. Yeah. But these metal girders <laughs> melted, mate. With a perfectly bit of ID. I love that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably turned this off already now. You Don't fact check us either. Now, I'm not sure about the inside job on 9-11, but it's interesting, isn't it? Definitely give that a watch. What's it called? Loose Change. Loose Change. Fahrenheit 9-11 with Michael Moore is an interesting one. You told me I look like Michael Moore. Yeah, you do on... I did the other day. From day to day. Google him. Especially when you got your crab hat on. Hilarious. I brought it. I found it. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that for a while. I did say I would start because I've got probably the most terrifying conspiracy theory of all. Oh. Are you ready for it? Go on then. Peppa fucking pig. Peppa pig? Peppa pig. What's she doing in the conspiracy <laughs> theories? All right, so this is just a quick one, right? Just give you the backstory of oh, it. Oh, go on then. So if you don't know, here's some facts. So Peppa Pig is a family-friendly show targeted at very young children um, with some perplexing mysteries to it. Right. So in the world of bacon-themed cartoons, they don't come much bigger than Peppa Pig. Huge, Craig. It's worldwide, yeah. Peppa Pig. The girl who does the voice is like a millionaire. So a Haley Bird, who is a BAFTA award winner, please. What, for Peppa Pig? For Peppa Pig. Oh, come on. She's come 18 it. and she has been the cartoon character character's voice since she was five take a guess at how much she makes an hour um 10 grand 
It's a grand, but it's a lot. <laughs> oh, that's a bit disappointing, <laughs> isn't it? A grand an hour, basically. She's a multi-millionaire now. But in an hour, you could probably do about 57 episodes, though. But you've got to get your right, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Could take a while. But anyway, can we just mention here that Peppa Pig franchise is worth 3.8 billion? 3.8 billion. And uh, apparently, it's said to cause toddlers to develop somewhat of a British British accent, which is hilarious. <laughs> Imagine. I, right. think, I think my nieces more, need more Peppa Pig in their life because yeah. they sound American because they watch too much YouTube. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Phoebe called um, my sister Mom the other day. Shut up. She's Mom. Shut up. What does she keep saying as well? Seriously? Oh my, oh my God, seriously? <laughs> You're like, oh, stop it. Because I started picking that up now when I started saying it. Yeah, you do say that. <laughs> All right, so the backstory of Peppa Pig. So she's four. She's a pig. Mm. Cartoon. Her two-year-old brother, George, and their parents. Um, and they all sort of navigate life as a family. So Daddy Pig works as a structural engineer. Mm. Mummy Pig is uh, sometimes shown working at home from her computer, but mostly she just takes care of the kids. Evidently, there is an entirely different backstory mm. to Peppa Pig than what first meets the eye, Craig. Okay. So, um, apparently, all of the show's characters are in some sort of afterlife, following their death as humans. Righto. There's a lady on YouTube. She's got a whole YouTube dedicated to this. Oh, she's cashing in then. She is. I think it's really big as well. I can't remember what it was. But she believes that Pep- Peppa Pig was never a healthy child, right? She was usually ill and spent her short life in a hospital bed. One night, Peppa's parents decided it would be best if they just euthanized her. Oh, my goodness. So that night, Peppa fell asleep and she was injected with poison, thus killing her. Hang on, where where is she pulling this from? Well, apparently there are episodes that correlate to the characters on this story. Like, if you watch it, you'd be like, and, and you go through what she said, it makes sense. Right. Oh, so she's just making this up, and that, but it potentially could fit. But it fits with the whole storyline. Right. So, yeah, it's just a short one for you, just a little Peppa Pig one. That's it, you're done. That's you, it. You're leaving me hanging on that. Well, you can go to this lady's uh, YouTube and, and see as much as you want on it. So, basically, Peppa Pig's been euthanised. Yeah. I got one for you. Right. The Dead Baby Project. Have you heard about this one? Oh, dear, that doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> I thought we were coming out with like. <laughs> yeah, this is dark. This uh... is dark, but very interesting at the same time. Okay. This is a conspiracy theory uh, surrounding Project Sunshine. Okay. Um, so, in the wake of, I never know how to say this, Hiroshima or Hiroshima. I'm going to go Hiroshima. Hiroshima. And Nagasaki. So on the 6th and 9th of August, 1945, if you don't know about these two incidents, there was two bombings that killed 129,000 people yeah. and 226,000 people in two blasts. So Hiroshima was bigger. Yeah, Hiroshima was the 226,000, I think. There's a lot of um, things you can Google on that. You can actually see it, can't you? Yeah. What was it like? A, a mushroom bomb? Is that what they said it was? It was a nuclear it bomb, yeah. So it creates, like a mushroom. creates a mushroom cloud because oh, of the impact. God, yeah, yeah. Uh, most of them were civilians, and it remains the only use of nuclear weapons in armed conflict. So that really? happened. Yeah, so it was like in the middle of the World War, World War Two. My history dates are terrible. America b- bombed Japan. And and the devastation was so extreme, everybody was just like, we can't carry on because it's going to be the end of the world. So I think what happened was Pearl Harbor went down and then World War II happened. And then there was a conflict with America and Japan. 
which ended in Japan surrendering after these two nuclear strikes. So that's what happened. So the conspiracy theory around this was that the government was stealing dead bodies to do radioactive testing. What? Yeah. How mental is that? So basically, it it was a conspiracy theory for a while. I mm. don't know who clocked onto it. It was like, I reckon the government's stealing body parts. Mm. But it turns out it's actually true. That's what they were doing. So the government was stealing parts of dead bodies because they needed young tissue. So after the, the nuclear um, bombs in Japan, yeah. basically there's something called radioactive fallout. So it's right. not just the nuclear blast that wipes people out, but the what's left, the like radioactive levels that are left behind yeah. are like really, really damaging to humans. I'm not sure why it took them till after the fact that they thought, oh, we'll do some testing to see what the damage will actually do. Who, who's to say that that wasn't in their agenda to begin with? Yeah, maybe they did do it before, but yeah. it only came out later on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what, what's happened is the US government was stealing dead body parts because they needed young tissue. Uh, so they recruited a worldwide network of agents. Um, what? Who? Ha- like <laughs> to find recently deceased babies and children. Who who do they call for that? Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that they take samples and limbs, each collected without notification or permission, of more than fifteen hundred grieving families. Shut up. Absolutely mental. So the public thought the government was using DNA to create some sort of superhuman. Right. Um, but what they would do, the U.S. military were doing, was actually something way more horrible than that so they were stealing these samples um, to test something called sr90 Mm. uh, which is the most serious threat to human health in the event of a nuclear fallout so they gathered the 1500 samples without the parents knowledge to test the hazardous effects on human tissue so apparently um, the baby's uh, like young bones are more like susceptible to this fallout so they can get a better results from it. It's fucking mental, this, isn't it? I, I, I think you've lost me. So, so, all right. According to investigation launched after a British newspaper reported that British scientists had obtained children's bodies from various hospitals and shipped their body parts to the United States. A Brit- hospitals where? In, in Britain. So a British mother said that her stillborn baby's legs were removed by British doctors... And to prevent her from finding out what had happened, she wasn't Shut she wasn't up. allowed to dress the baby's uh, body for the funeral, and they shipped them to America. So they could test this SR. When was this? When was this? This was in uh, nineteen fifty three. It started. Bloody hell! How dark is that? Is and it, you is... wonder why we don't trust the government. Yes, uh, right, Craig. That's... I'm going to just have your baby's legs, mate. That's crazy. Ship them over to my my US pals across the pond. Did. did... Does, did, obviously, the mother found out. What happened then? What did she do? I mean, she must have had some major compo for that. Oh, God. What? I don't know what to say. <laughs> so that's a conspiracy theory that turned out to be true. But like I said, that wasn't really something that would go round, you know, like... I wouldn't be able to make that up. <laughs> I'm not smart enough. <laughs> so this... SR-90 is actually called strontium-90. So it's a radioactive isotope of strontium produced by nuclear fission, whatever that means. But it's got a half-life of 28.8 years. 
I mean, usually when you tell someone what something is, they should get it. I have no idea what you so just said. So basically, they drop the bomb on Hiroshima. Yeah. The bomb goes off, wipes out 226,000 people. Yeah. And for 28 and 28.8 years, the radioactivity levels in stay Hiroshima there. stay like extremely high and what? cause people like cancer and deformities and, and newborns and stuff like that. How do you even make that? How, who's making that? Who is making... Who is, what are they wearing to make that? Who is being commissioned to make one of them? The scary thing about nukes is that there's so many of them around the world and they're all like... They're all like cocked and basically there, ready to go. Don't tell me that, Craig. Do you not know this? I don't want to know this. Remember there was like... No, a f- no. La, 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 la. <laughs> a few years ago, there's threat levels for the US were really high because North Korea were like, we've basically got our nukes pointed at you. What did they do? Uh, I think they just negotiated. And then no, Trump... I mean, what did America do for North Korea to be like, do you want to fight? Oh, they just pissed them off. They're always pissing people off, aren't they? Okay. I mean, that, that's just so far out of my 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 smart meter that I'm not sure how to effectively create a podcast around that subject. So in layman, I literally don't know what to say. <laughs> in layman's terms, America dropped a bomb on someone and then was like, actually, what's going to be the effect of this? Let's steal some new bombs and test our chemical that we've just dropped on another country to see what it would actually do. The world... I, I, I think maybe for the last maybe five weeks I've said... The world is mad. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Jesus Christ. Nuclear strikes. All right. I mean, this is a murder, but, you know, we'll just... Um, <laughs> That's not funny. I'm not sure I'm laughing. No. It's way so, um, the, the death of Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, everyone knows this is... We do. Yeah. And if you don't, then Jeffrey Edward Epstein was an American financer and convicted sex offender. Pedo, pedo. So he began his professional life as a teacher, uh, but then switched to the banking before f- forming his own firm. Um, mm. Bearing in mind now, pedo firm. This guy is worth five hundred and fifty-nine million dollars. Crazy money. Which don't could, big him up. Which don't could, big him up. He's a, a bad man. A, I am not picking him up. These are all facts to do with why what happened may have happened. Mm, go on. This is a conspiracy theory. You have to think of all the facts that you've been blessed with, you know? Go on then. So um, he's obviously got ties to Donald Trump, Bill Clinton and other members of the elite. Mm-hmm. So his death has become the subject of many conspiracy theories. Due to the, you know, the the gangs he rolled in. Mm. On August the 10th, 2019, after Epstein pleaded guilty for the prostitution of girls below the age of 18, he was sentenced to 18 months in prison. That's it? 18 months. How is that legal? He's got he's rich. He's got very good lawyers. Absolute bullshit, man. So he was placed in a New York jail cell where he was awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. So let's not get yeah, let's not get this twisted. Like he wasn't sentenced for life. You know, there was no need for him to possibly commit suicide if that was on the cards, if he was, like, going to be in jail for the rest of his life. All right, so the initial incident, right? At 1.27am on July the 23rd, 2019, Epstein was found unresponsive in his cell with injuries to his neck. Mm -hmm. This is where it all starts getting a bit funny. So he was found in a kneeling position with a strip of bed sheet wrapped around his neck. The sheet was tied to the top of his bunk. 
prison officers questioned his cellmate, who was called Nicholas, and he was in for multiple murder and drug charges. He denied anything, denied hurting Jeffrey. Um, and note this, an internal prison investigation cleared Nicholas of any connection to the event. Spencer Coovin, a lawyer who represented three of Epstein's alleged victims, said that in 2019, after Epstein's first apparent suicide attempt, that he believed that it was an attack on his life. So he didn't actually try to kill himself. He literally, somebody tried to attack him. Do you know, have you seen the documentary series on Netflix? No. So the ending of that, spoiler alert if you're going to watch it it's mad it's so dark it talks about epstein island and all the stuff that he did how he started it, there's like interviews from people who were maids there's interviews from the girls who ended up in his house what's epstein island so there's, there's an island basically that he bought uh and he all the celebrities would fly there so like ellen degeneres went there bill clinton's gone there like numerous times uh prince andrew was there a lot of times and these are all people that have been questioned these in regards to like people who were like, yeah. maybe not ellen degeneres but i yeah. guess she's on the cards for some people she went to the island yeah so after all this had happened jeffrey was held in an observation cell so he was surrounded by windows where the lights were always left on and there was no devices that he could use to kill himself. Like, they weren't permitted to be given to him. After six days, um, he was removed from there after a psychiatric examination was like, yeah, I think he's fine now. So they put him back into security housing unit um, and the jail informed the Justice Department that he would have a cellmate and that every 30 minutes... The, the guards would have to go and look in, look in on him. Right. Just to check on him. After the guards were distributing breakfast shortly after 6.30am on the morning of August 10th, Epstein was found unresponsive in cardiac arrest in his cell. He was believed to have been dead for about two hours, but the guards performed CPR um, and other prisoners had heard them yell, breathe Epstein, breathe. Um, at 6.33am, the guards pulled an alarm, notifying their supervisor, to whom Noel, one of the guards, said Epstein's hung himself. His body was transported to the medical examiner's office soon after. Apparently, a note written by Epstein was found in his cell after his death. In it, he complained about large bugs crawling on his bodies and the guards giving him like burnt food and intentionally locking him in the shower like for hours without any clothes. The evening of his death, Epstein met with his lawyers who described him as upbeat before escorting him back to his cell um, by two guards. So CCTV footage shows that the two guards failed to perform their required visit. So at 10 a.m., 10 p.m., sorry, he was supposed to have one of those 30-minute checks. They didn't do it. Instead, the two guards, um, Noel and Michael, actually fell asleep at their desk. Mm, of course they did. And three hours later, they falsified the related records to say, oh, we did go and check on him. Really? Just because they fell asleep, yeah. Someone so slipped them a little tenner, didn't they? Possibly. Possibly. Probably a 10 miller. One conspiracy theory. Also, two cameras in front of Epstein's cell also malfunctioned that oh, night. Oh, yeah, of course they, they did. They malfunctioned. Of course they did, yeah. And another camera that had footage was unusable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, un just unusable. One of the most highly sort of watched and talked about paedophile celebrities who's linked to all the elites in the world mm -hmm. 
why would his cameras not be cameras checked didn't work continuously? Yeah. Utter bollocks, that is. I know. So the New York City medical examiner ruled that Epstein's death was suicide by hanging. Mm. Um, but due to the violations of normal jail procedures on the night, like the malfunctioning cameras, etc., his death was generally speculated and conspiracy theories about the possibility that he was murdered. Definitely murdered. Yeah. I put I put my life savings on it. So where are we? What was questioned? What are the discrepancies? Epstein's death was the first death to be ruled suicide at the prison in 14 years. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is like... Red flag. Red flag. So it was questioned whether Epstein, who was all, almost six foot tall and weighed 185 pounds, whether he could have hung himself off his top bunk, like if that would have worked. Mm. It was also questioned why Epstein did not use other materials available in the cell, such as wires and tubing from a sleep apnea machine that he had next to him. They'd have been stronger and longer. So did someone just run in, find what they could, and and, and, and strangle him with it? Mm. Like, why wouldn't he have used a wire if he could have? He just used a bed sheet mm. that he'd torn off. So the autopsy... There was a four-hour autopsy on his body the day after he died. Unofficial sources reported that broken bones were found in Epstein's neck. Mm. And, according to forensic experts and studies, these broken bones are more common in victims of homicide by strangulation. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Also, Michael claimed that Epstein's hyoid, hyoid bone was broken in his neck in a way indicative of strangulation from behind. Oh, shit. So how are those things happening if he was just to have, have done it himself? What I don't get with these things is, like, who is letting that slide? Who Who is just... I feel like there's so many people involved. It, it's all just people getting paid off left, right and centre. Like, there's no way those police officers fell asleep. But by there's who? no way his, his cellmate doesn't know what the fuck happened. If you sleep in the same room with someone and they're hanging themselves, you don't just roll over and go, you're right, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If he's getting strangled, he definitely saw it. They're probably like, right, we do another year. We'll give you 10 mil when you get out. Just shut the fuck up. Well, apparently he helped. Um, it finally came out that... the. There was footage that showed Nick, his Nicholas, his um, cellmate, actually trying to save his life. Like, and they hoped that that would illustrate his good character and get him off the hook. Right. But Jeffrey Epstein, he's he's the rich one. So surely he'd be paying off the bad guys, not the bad guys paying off everybody who would have... Like, who would have done it? Who do you think would have done it? Oh, because the reason that it happened is is blatantly because there's there's people in high positions, like Prince Andrew, for example, all of the people who went to Epstein Island and yeah. were up to naughty stuff, yeah, who would be exposed because they're, they're worried that he's arrested now, they've got him, and he's going to start He'll talking. He'll talk, yeah. But, so I think it was, there was a lot of fishy stuff with Ghislaine Maxwell as well as, like, partner in crime, because she was the one who sort of set up half of these meetups with these girls and was involved with all this weird stuff. Mm. Honestly, that documentary is so harrowing. What's it called for anyone that wants to watch it? It's called Epstein. Just type in Epstein and you'll, it'll come it'll up. It'll come up. Netflix. Yeah, but I reckon, I think she was like held or something and people were worried she was going to talk as well. So She's still just, with us? People want to get don't want to get exposed, do they? I think she's still knocking about, yeah. But she's probably like locked away somewhere. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you think? 
You think someone came in and murdered him and it was all covered up? 100% mate. Really? Definitely. Because why like why would he why would he kill himself? He's got 18 months in there. He's on a trial so he gets to you know get that sentence lessened by his great lawyers and he would probably just pay off the judge. Probably. So he'd be out. So he unless he was like fearful for his life. Yeah, on I, the outside. I I reckon he yeah, he was just in he was into so many dodgy things that mm-hmm. he was probably I, I, yeah, I think people just had him knocked off. They must have. They must have. There's a lot of things, you know, surrounding that that would There's a lot lead of, oh, uh, to, yeah, that I, would. that's ironic. Yeah, exactly. Very coinky-dink. Mm. But yeah, I guess we'll never know. So my next conspiracy theory involves the Dalai Lama. What? What? Yeah, what? So apparently, ah. rumour has it... Yep. Back in the day, people thought he was a CIA agent. What was he? Was he? What was he? What was he? Give us a bit of background on the Dalai Lama, yeah? So for people who don't know who the Dalai Lama is or what... Because it's it's not him, it's like they're a series of people. Okay. And it's supposedly they're like reincarnations. They're like, oh, this is the reincarnation, this is the 14th Dalai Lama. So What, in one person? No, no, no. So they'd be a leader for however long, and then the next one, if they pass away, then there needs to be another one. So they'll they'll be chosen. So he's the highest spiritual leader of Tibet and the retired political leader of Tibet. Oh, well, I'll wait for that then, because I'll be next at some point. Maybe you are. Where's Tibet on the the map? So I had no idea what Tibet. Tibet was. Could you tell me where that is on the map? Tibet. Somewhere near... New Zealand. No. (laughs) (laughs) So it's actually in China. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But it it it's his own country. Wicked. China was like, nah, mate, you're ours. Okay. So I'm going to give you a brief history of Tibet, which is I find this fascinating. I love shit like this. And I didn't even know. I always knew who the Dalai Lama was, and I'd seen, you know, he's like this spiritual leader, and he's like so philosophical. Can it only be men? Uh, I I think so. Yeah. That's bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> Absolute bullshit. Until you. Until, well, until yeah, you I'll break along. that chain, won't I? If you don't know what the CIA is, it's a central intelligence agency. Uh, the Civ- Civilian Foreign Intelligence Service for the Federal Government of the United States, to be exact. Okay. So, history of Tibet, right? 1949, China threatens Tibet with liberation. So, they're like, oh, we're going to come in because we own you. Right. And we're going to take over. Okay. So I that- thought China was really nice. If you're in China, like, they block Facebook, they block the internet. Everywhere. Yeah. You can get VPNs in China. Surfshark VPN. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they, they've got their people on lockdown, mate. A surveillance state. Uh, it's been described as a dictatorship, um, but it's classified, uh, its government, as authoritarian. Shut up. So, um... <laughs> really? They're pretty strict. So, yeah, so... I didn't know that, Craig. Yeah, yeah. I just thought they were, like technologically more advanced than us that's why they had like you know all the screenings and the face recognition and that. yeah you can't walk down the street if you walk down the street in china they know where you are basically i know that's the same everywhere but like they why literally scan they your face that? no that's come to the uk is it yes scary london times, there's a bbc documentary on it i don't think it's a mockumentary i think it's legit because some guy nearly got arrested because he covered his face when he walked past it Bloody hell. yeah they got him in morrison's it. now 
No, Asda. Oh, no, they have. I was scanning my shopping the other day. There was a camera right in my face. My face is on the screen. I was like, oh. Craig's like, don't be filming me. I'm doing my lipstick in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like, I, I really, really want to go to China. It's like up there for me. After, after learning about Tibet, in, you might not. So All let right. me carry on with okay. the timeline. Yeah. So 1949, China's like, we're coming in. China enforces a long-held claim to Tibet. So they're literally like, right, going back here, it's actually apparent that we are the owners of this country. Shut up. Bearing in mind now, Tibet's its own country. It's got its own languages. It's got its own no currency. Way. Really? It's got its own religion. Oh, shut up. And China's like, well, we'll have a bit of that. Oh. Uh, so the Dalai Lama, now aged 15... No, shut up. He's 15. How was he picked, Craig? He officially becomes the head of state <laughs> in China. What's his name? So, um, Is it Joffrey? <laughs> so I'm not sure the ins and outs of it, but when a Dalai Lama passes away, they like sort of knight a new one and they're like, you are the chosen, you are the reincarnation of the Dalai Lama. I would love to know what you need <laughs> in order to become that. So he was born on the 6th of July, 1935 on a straw mat in a cow shed. Oh, um, legend. To a farmer's family in a ro- remote part of Tibet. Okay, so he doesn't have to be born into like royalty or riches. No, That's no, really which cool. Is amazing. Oh, I've got a chance, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so he's 15, right? Um, and then in 1951, the Tibetan leaders are forced to sign a treaty dictated by China. The treaty known as the 17 Points Agreement it professes to guarantee the Tibetans will keep their identity and their Buddhist religion, but also allows the Chinese and military headquarters in Lhasa, which is the capital of Tibet at the time. Okay. So in the mid-1950s, uh, mountain resentment against Chinese rule leads to outbreaks of armed resistance. So from Ch- Tibet, is it? From Tibet. So in 1954, the Dalai Lama visits Beijing for talks with the Mao. I think it's, he's like the head of China at the time. Okay. But China still fails to honour the 17-point agreement. They want more, do they? Yeah. So they, they wanted to sign this agreement, but China were like, well, I'm not sure about that. So he goes there to try and make the peace and they're just still not having it. In 1959, there's a revolt. Right, so the Tibetan is called the Tibetan Uprising or the 1959 Tibetan Rebellion. Go on, Tibet. So full-scale uprising breaks out in Lhasa. Thousands are said to have died during the suppression of the revolt. Then the Dalai Lama and most of his ministers flee to northern India. And he's followed by 80,000 Tibetans. They just up and fuck off. They're like, I've had enough of this. We're leaving Tibet. Right home. 80,000 of them. Gone, mate. Why? Because they, they're following him. They're like, he's the Dalai Lama. So Did, by... he, did he know that was going to happen? I don't know. So, bearing in mind, he's only 24 now. 24. <laughs> it's been nine years since this all kicked off. I bet he's grey by now. <laughs> <laughs> he's bald now, isn't he? Too much stress. So, basically, the Tibetans say that their country is an independent nation. Yeah. And the Chinese government says it's part of China. Yeah. So, this is the big disagreement. Mm-hmm. So, to... China denies the Tibetans the, the right to speak freely. It says it's impossible to say exactly what their goals are, but their opposition to China's current rule is clear. So protesters in Tibet repeatedly call for the protection of the Tibetan identity, obviously, because if, you know, imagine that's like England coming to Wales and we like, we own this now. Uh-huh. We're like, fuck off, There'd mate. be a lot of uproar, yeah. Uh, they're also sort of, you know, protesting for freedom, for human rights, and for the return of the Dalai Lama. So basically he's been extradited. 
So they've got a word that's Tibetan and it's called Rangzen, which is basically the independence from China. And they're all hoping that this will happen. Because until this day, yeah. the Dalai Lama is still in India. No. Yeah. So he still hasn't returned to Tibet. He? He's like in his 80s now. Wow. Yeah. So this has been going on since 1949, which is crazy. Oh, oh, oh. right. So Tibet... As it stands, is still its own country, but it's fighting. No, no it's, it's still, not. It's part of China. So there's been constant, like, on and off conflict between China and Tibet, and there's, like, Tibetan guerrillas. So, a long oh. tangent to come round to my conspiracy theory that I was going to say, Lama it was a lovely story. He's but... a CIA agent. So, oh. this was the rumor, but he was actually getting backhand payments from the US government. Shut Always up. Always the US government. Are you it? joking? The Dalai Lama. <laughs> yeah. But, for. Kind of, kind what of. What a little knobhead. For a good reason, though, in a way. Okay. So it says perhaps the, the reason the Dalai Lama's always smiling in his photos is <laughs> something <laughs> to do with a six figure salary oh, for God's he sake. pulled down from the US government during Shut the 60s. <laughs> so these documents were declassified because he wrote about this in his book, apparently. Oh, I got a book as well, is he? He, he talks he about it. He is money in, isn't he? From the government. <laughs> So, according to these documents, he earned $180,000 in connection with the CIA's funding of the Tibetan resistance. Well, I mean, he was born on the floor of a cow shed. Like, I mean, yeah. It would, you know, would bring you in, wouldn't it, money? Mm. So, he was, he, was, he was paid off to the tune of 1.7 mil Jeez. per year. Oh, wow. <laughs> in the 60s. I mean, I take it back, I probably would. But the, the idea was to disrupt and sort of hamper the Chinese infrastructure. Okay. So, they were... They were giving him money to sort of pay for the prize with the Tibetan guerrillas. Okay. So oh, well. that was what the money was for. He wasn't going out getting smashed and all that. No, I thought he was like... He's a holy man. Yeah. You know? He's a Buddhist. If he went back, though, would he have more pull? Because he's, he's, he's in India, isn't he? So what, they, what he's done is he's gone to India and they've set up like the Tibetan independence and it's like a government that they're in India. Okay. But they're still... Ruling that country. Kind of, yeah. They've still got ties and they still want to go back. Mm -hmm. But they can't because of China. Because if he goes there, I think they've got the right to just go and arrest him. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is mad. Righto. Um, so the, the money for the Tibetans and the Dalai Lama was part of the CIA's worldwide effort during the height of the Cold War to undermine communist governments, particularly the Soviet Union and China. So the Dalai Lama... Technically, is a CIA agent. How mad is that? That's really funny. It's <laughs> mad, isn't it? I bet he's loving it. He's like, I just like arrived in this world, and somehow I'm a CIA agent. Agent, I'm the Dalai Lama. Like, look you, at my rings. You can imagine him on his iPhone. Like, they like send us your bank details, and he's like <laughs> typing it in. Like... So he's Buddhist. So is he actually bald? Yeah, he's with the bald, yellow robe yeah. with yeah. the orangey robe, red robe. Yeah, and he's like worth millions. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you are, if, you, if you're crowned, like, you know, the Dalai Lama of Tibet, you're bound to just have loads of money anyway, aren't you? I mean, I guess so, yeah, if it's a, a quite a rich country. His holiness, what a legend. You can borrow a wig if you want, if you ever get cold. <laughs> if you imagine, visit the UK. Imagine him in one of your wigs. He'd look lush. All right, my next conspiracy theory. What happened the night... The flight MH370 went missing. Is this the one? Where did this leave from? Mm, Malaysia. 
Oh, the night of, yeah. as in like what happened to the plane or everything? Like what happened? That is a mad one. Yeah. Anything that is to do with planes, because you think about the technology that goes into planes. Exactly. How on earth can they not track that? I don't think it was this one, but wasn't it one where like a the black box was like just never found, and that's something you tr- they track. Yeah, they track it, but so they obviously... should know exactly where it is. Yeah, but I. I... Imagine if it went into the sea, yeah. it'd be a lot harder to track, surely. But surely it would be like a last position. Yeah. Okay, so um, flight MH370, a Boeing 777, left Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia at 12.41am with 239 people on board. 12 crew members were also on board. So the final voice communication from the cockpit less than an hour after takeoff was, good night, Malaysia 370. But that's not him saying goodnight. That's just like him tuning out before he took on the reins and went off. So it's not like, goodbye, we're going to die. Oh, right. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It's just say. like, goodnight, I'll speak to you soon. Right, okay. The plane then stopped communicating with ground control. Two hours after takeoff, it deviated from its route. What? Did it? So, yeah, it wasn't even still going in the same to the same place. Was this, sorry to cut in, was this the one where they looked into the guy, the pilot, and, and they were looking into his backstory about his mental health and stuff? Yes. Right, okay, go on. So, for reasons still unknown, the plane abruptly turned back towards Malaysia and then on towards the Indian Ocean. Fucking so hell. So it literally took a big swoop, like it wasn't going where it was supposed to go. There were, were no reports of bad weather or any distress calls. Authorities said the plane had just disappeared. So search attempts obviously quickly launched, but investigators had little idea of where to start and a vast amount of territory to to survey. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd gone off course and that had just taken up thousands of kilometres more of where to search. Mm, the ocean's pretty big, isn't it? Pretty big. So teams from Singapore, Vietnam and Malaysia were searching the water near Vietnam. FBI teams flew in to assist. 40 ships worked around the clock and 34 aircrafts flew during daylight hours. A total of 26 countries eventually pitched in um, as the search area widened. They found nothing. Fuck. Nothing. On May the 5th, 2014, 79 days after the plane went missing, Malaysia, Australia and China announced their agreement to search underwater. But nothing was discovered. Where do you start there, though? That's quite big, isn't it? The grounds, in it. I just guess you go underneath. Well, you know, the sorry, the area. You just go wherever you'd searched, just under the water. Right. On January 29th, 2015, 327 days after the plane vanished, vanished, Malaysia officially declared the disappearance an accident. So, finding the plane or not finding the plane. The first piece of flight MH370 took more than a year to find, but they did find peace. Didn't it wash up in like Cape Town or something mad like that? Uh, so the fragment of the plane's wing washed up in July 2015 on Re- Reunion Island, thousands of miles from Kuala Lumpur. So the search resumed back in October 2015. So I give you all these facts because it sort of makes it more clear. So by May 2016, more than 65,000 square square miles of seafloor had been covered. 
In July 2016, the Dutch company leading the search said it may have been looking in the wrong area for the past two years. Imagine oh. all, all those people come out and you're looking in the wrong area. But how would you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? You've only got a certain amount of air control knowledge to know where they'd gone. He knew they'd turn around and then it and then it was gone. Yeah, yeah. The fruitless search was suspended in January 2017 after more than $140 million was spent on the searches. Crikey Moses. It's a mad, isn't it? But you as a loved one, you'd be like, please, like, keep searching everywhere. But mm. I mean, after so many years, I think it would be inevitable if nobody got hold of you. Yeah, what you had happened? It, you? Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be hard to accept. But... Yeah. So families of passenger and crew members had become so frustrated that they launched their own search for debris in Madagascar. The Malaysian government started the latest search then back in January 2018, covering um, over 100,000 square kilometres, including a 25,000 square kilometre target area that hadn't been searched before. And even with all of these searches in five years, they've only found three fragments of the wing. Like how? Where's it gone? Where has that plane gone? What, what, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, it must have just—it must have—it must have crashed into the ocean somewhere, and all the pieces have just fallen to the. Because they wouldn't all float, would they? No. You know. I mean, it's heavy, isn't it? But they still—they did like so much searching on on the seabed. But I'm sure I watched a documentary. Maybe it wasn't that flight. But there was a similar thing where, like, a plane went missing and then all of the parts started washing up on this island mm. and they started collecting them all and they were from this missing flight. Yeah. So aircraft, you know, debris does float. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. Those flights, when flight... I don't know what it is. I don't know what's so scary about a flight going missing. Well, but... well, how would... Like, you've got so much contact with people on the ground. Like, think of how, like technologically advanced aeroplanes are if it goes down surely the people on the ground know you are going down yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean you've got yeah. something to say oh flight three whatever it is is heading down yeah what can you do you know you've seen um movies in it before where the people on the ground are trying to like talk them through it tell them exactly what to do mm. you know if they didn't know themselves but for it to just go missing craig nothing Mad. no communication no nothing crazy so obviously with a lack of answers combined with so many searches, the only thing people can come, can come up with is conspiracy theories. They're, right. they're putting their own input, what has happened. So what's your theory? And then I'll, I'll go on and give other people theories. What could have happened to that plane? I mean, it could have just gone, it could have gone somewhere else and landed. And then they could have just cut a piece of the plane off and chucked it in the sea somewhere. There was over 200 people on board. Why have they not rang home? Good shout. Because <laughs> as soon as you land, you'd have signal, wouldn't you? Yeah. Or, you know, there'd be a phone for you to use somewhere. Yeah. So that's out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a crap, my theory is it crashed in the ocean somewhere and it all sank. Yeah. Why did it crash? I don't know. Maybe the pilot just lost the plot and was like, fuck it. Yeah, that that is one. Um, so theories one theory considered by the Malaysian government is that the passengers and crew of MH370 were incapacitated by an oxygen deficiency so they speculated that everyone on the plane including the captain um, Zahari Sa somehow fell unconscious possibly 
and then the pl- the plane would have been put onto a- autopilot until it ran out of fuel and then crashed in the sea. But still, if you did that, there'd be communication. You'd be like, uh, you know, um, MH370, come in, come in. You know, you'd be like, where are you? Like, what's mm, happening? Mm. But there was nothing. It, like, shut off. All right, another one was, um, after looking into things, it arose that two people on that flight were actually using stolen passports. So there may have been some kind of hijacking thing. Mm. However, it turned out that they were just seeking asylum. They weren't, like, bad people wanting to take over the plane. But, like, as you said as well, you know, another version of this series that the pilot, Shah, um, was the only one awake and decided to, to disable communication before steering the plane into the ocean, intentionally killing everyone. It's a possibility. It seems most likely because of the communication shut off, you know? Mm. But the investigation team also compared CCTV footage of the pilot and his first officer as they waited in the airport lounge to the footage of, like, previous times that they've done it to see if there was anything different within them, and there wasn't. Mm. So he wasn't acting strange before he got on that flight or anything. Other things are, like, an electrical fire that might have happened, um, and they've... They were going to head back to Malaysia to, to go back to the landing strip, but didn't make it. Possibility. Mm. Um, however, in 2015, Christopher Goodfellow, he was just a, a former pilot, he said that the nature of the debris found also might suggest that the plane was under control when it crashed. So that kind of puts a lot of them out and goes back to just the one where the pilot did it. And then there was a crazy one where, like, batteries and fruit just sort of came together and exploded. But who, but who knows, you know? Other... Who's putting the fruit by the batteries? <laughs> um, other theories blame CIA, Israel and aliens. This is a mad one. Okay. So, Canada hmm. tried to develop gaydar. Shut up. Oh, my God. So the conspiracy is that the Canadian government was so paranoid about homosexuality that developed a gaydar machine. Oh my god, when when was this? So in the 1960s, this actually Not even that long ago. Yeah, this actually happened. So this is another one all the minor things that were conspiracy theories that actually turned out to be true. So, well, that isn't a conspiracy theory, then, is it, Craig? No, it was though. You know like we were saying, you were saying about a conspiracy theory and how people are questioning things that come up, but then the people who are higher up know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. So this was a conspiracy theory back in the day. Okay. And and people, yeah, and it came to light that it was actually true. This is what they were doing behind closed doors. Right, okay. The government hired a university professor to develop a way to detect homosexuality in federal employees. Right, okay. Well, like the army and stuff. Yeah. So they hired... Carlton University professor Frank Robert Wake to create something maliciously called the fruit machine, which is fucking mad. It's ridiculous. Which they believe could detect and identify gay men. Basically, it was developed to try and get these men, if they were gay, out of working for the government and didn't want them to be part of the government. How did it work? So more than 400 people lost their jobs. So they actually used this machine. Um... And 9,000 were kept on file as suspects of being homosexual. The device claimed to work by measuring how much uh, the person's pupils 
would dilate after being forced to look at same-sex erotic imagery. Oh my God, surely that's against your human rights to be forced to do that. How mental is that? But this was behind closed doors, you say? Yeah. Oh my well, God. Like, well, I mean, they weren't trying away from it. Back in the 60s, you know, it, obviously it was all right for them to just go, well, you're, you're gay, so you're fired, which yeah. is mad. So yeah, that was an actual thing. They, they developed gaydar. I don't know what to say, honestly. I mean, I love you, Canada, but that's just below the belt. I mean, I've got a Canada jumper on today. But, I'd, uh, I'd hide that. If, if it was the 60s, I'd hide that. Who was given the the go-ahead? Like, I'm just so naive. I want to believe that everybody that is given a bit of power in any sense, you know, prime minister or whatever, are good people, but they're not. They never are. They never are. That's why our world is so fucked up. Yeah. Amy for president. That's all I'm oh, saying. I'd be happy with Of that. the world, Craig. Of the world. Yeah. All right? What's the first thing you do if you were a president? You know what? Well, I... you couldn't really be president. You have to be American. So if you were the prime minister of the UK, prime what minister. would you do? I know this seems like quite a small thing, but um, I wouldn't let people um, breed dogs if they didn't have a license. Good shout. Yeah. Because that really gets to me, mm. you know, um, and we'd actually stop breeding dogs because there's so many in the RSPCA and in animal shelters, go and get one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> go and get one. Give a dog a loving home and don't just go for a brand new puppy because it's cute. And I know they're cute, but there's so many beautiful, like, teenagers and older ones in the shelter. <laughs> Now i got another conspiracy theory here, right? Good, good, because that's what the this, podcast is about. This is, <laughs> this is an actual conspiracy theory. Happy days. Hasn't been proven yet. Oh, you're bringing it to the table, are you? Well done. Third so, one in. Well, I thought you were going to come with all the ones that haven't been proven, so I thought, why not come up with some that were the truth? So this one is that we're all living in a giant simulation similar oh, to the Matrix. Don't don't mess with my head now, Craig. I, as I said, I haven't eaten that much What's today. your thoughts on that? Shut up. That's my thought. You know Brian Cox? Yeah. One of the greatest minds of our time. Yeah, he's a good guy. He came out like literally a few days ago and was like, we're all just living in a hi- in a hologram. It's just a hologram. No, it isn't. Prove it. It's all ones and zeros. To who? To whoever's created us. <sighs> <laughs> it's possible... We were having this conversation the other day. It's so ignorant. Do, do you know who you're speaking to? It's so ignorant of us as humans to be like, we're the only living species in this universe. How do you know that? Well, nobody knows, but nobody, nobody knows. knows that we're not. But we live in infinity. Yeah, so find something, innit? <laughs> Brian Cox, put your fucking finger out. Go get and a, find something. Get a bigger telescope. Yeah. What about the moon then? Because they, apparently they've flown... What a... about the moon? Well... People landed on the moon. That was your, your intro. People landed on the moon, Craig. How do you know that? Because... What about when they, like... The flag. No no wind. There's no wind on the moon. So why was the flag flapping about? Hmm? He farted. <laughs> How do you know there's no wind on the moon? Because there's no there's no atmosphere. And it was flapping, was it? Hmm. Yeah, see, I hit you with one fact and now you're questioning it all. Why haven't we been there since? Why yeah. isn't there people on the moon now? Because we're so developed since the 60s, taking selfies with GoPros on the moon. Tell me that. Neil, don't lie to me, bro. Like... <laughs> and also, why was he on the telephone? You can't get a landline to space. How do you know? Nixon. He was... You don't work for NASA. How do you know? 
It's just not possible. It'd have to be a satellite telephone. I need to see this image of the of the flag flapping. Mm. Mm. What, mm. what else? What? So, yeah, they reckon they've gone to Mars to fly a drone. But why haven't we been back to the moon? Surely they can set up a camp up there Don't now. Done it. Do you know what I mean? Get up there. Well, what about your man with all the money, Elon Gate? <laughs> Elon Musk. Elon Gate. Elon Musk. <laughs> Ain't he sending people up on a little journey to space soon? Pretty sure Justin Bieber's got a ticket already. Is he? Yeah, oh, it's like the money though, isn't two, two hundred and fifty grand. I think the tickets are, and it's you know it's been in the making for a while. So surely he's nearly cracked it. <laughs> Would you go? I'd definitely go. Yeah. Nah, not for me. Travel sick, Tracy. Too much. Too much for me. <laughs> All right, let's not fight on the podcast. Let me. I've got one last conspiracy theory. Go on then. Uh, I think you may have heard of this before. Pizza Gate. Oh, God, we're going down that dark hole, are we? So we're going to go down conspiracy theories and the problems that they may cause. Okay. That's right. sort of the title of this one. So in June, didn't say when, <laughs> Justin Bieber went live on his Instagram account. Right. So, you know, when you go live, your audience, your fans, they can com- they comment and ask you questions like mm. live and you pick them up or whatever. So countless questions and comments were directed at the pop star. Of course. One was from a social media user who asked Justin Bieber to touch his hat if he was a survivor of sex, of child sex trafficking. He touched his hat. But is he one of those guys who touches his hat all the time? Because I know a lot of people do that to try well, and look cool. He he adjusted his beanie, but folks say that he would. it's very unlikely that he'd even notice the request. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's got so many people commenting. It pro- the, the questions are probably just going straight past his eyes. So for him to do that, did he mean it or was it just a, a, a you know automatic reaction? Bullsh- I call bullshit on call that. Bullshit. However, for the followers of the Pizzagate conspiracy, it, it offered proof of their belief in a powerful group of paedophiles who not only traffic kids for sex, but also physically abuse and even murder and cannibalise them in horrifying satanic rituals. This is a mad rabbit hole to go down if you're on the internet. Like, even if it is made up, there's so many weird... Um, like streams off it happenings like mm. things that you're just like well what there's no smoke without fire yeah. why did that happen you know well this I mean? one's a bit is a bit crazy and a bit far-fetched what i'm gonna say but yeah as you say there's so much more to it um so okay what the hell is pizza gate pizza gate to begin with so it all started in early november 2016 when hillary clinton's campaign manager john podesta his emails were hacked and all of those messages were published on WikiLeaks. So one of the emails was between Podesta and James Alifantis, who's the owner of the pizzeria Comet Pong, which is essentially a place where you go out of pizza and do ping pong at the same time. All the messages said was like a discussion between both of them, a possible fundraiser for Clinton in the pizza place. That's it. It was harmless enough, but users of the 4chan website and I was like, what the hell is a 4chan website? So I Googled it. So it's simply an image-based bulletin board where anyone can post comments and share images anonymously. So they began speculating about the links between Comet Ping Pong and the Democratic Party. With one particular vile connection, 
That pizzeria is the headquarters of a child trafficking ring led by Clinton and Podesta. Of course it is. Who wouldn't make that connection, Craig? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you make that connection? It's the obvious step, really, isn't it? So they believe cheese pizza, a phrase used in one of John Podesta's leaked emails, was assumed to be a, a clear code for child pornography, CP. Cheese pizza, oh, child pornography. Okay. I mean, of again. course, there's a link there. Do you know what I mean? So Pizzagate quickly spread to other social media sites, including Twitter and Reddit. Um, there was a thread called Pizzagate, which attracted thousands of sub- subscribers, but it has it's been suspended. It's been suspended from Reddit? It's oh. been suspended. No way. Yeah. So the story began spreading on Facebook, fake news websites worldwide, basically reaching foreign language sites as far away as Saudi Arabia. So this is like a big worldwide sort of conspiracy theory. So what what happened? So as the news and the hate spread for these people, the Facebook page and the Instagram feed of Comet Ping Pong began filling up with these like horrible comments. People were like, we're on to you. I will kill you personally. These are the kind of things they had coming through, like threatening phone calls, text messages. um, And the photos that were published on their pizza, like Facebook page of children just sort of enjoying pizza, were taken and used against them in like child sexual ways. Like the parents had to like sue so many people to get those images taken down. Right. It's how crazy it went. But yeah, the situation finally like, boiled over into real violence. This is where it gets a bit like oh, dodgy. Okay. So on the afternoon of Sunday, December the 4th, 2016, 28-year-old Edgar Welch walked through the door of the Comet Ping Pong and pointed an assault rifle Fuck at one of the employees. Really? Can you imagine? Bloody hell. He's just like... At one of the employees as well. She's only got a weekend shift. Weekend job. Like... Why are you going in for a weekend shift no, and I get know. a rifle stuck in your gob? He's there thinking she's part of some massive paedophile ring. She's just like, do you want fucking chips or what? <laughs> <laughs> or pizza, shall they say. Just started a shift. Probably don't want to be there. But anyway, she fled. Um, he started firing his gun. Jesus like Christ. at her. At, it, it hit the walls, hit the door, hit the computer, but nobody was hurt. So, um, Not a very good shot then. Nah. He told the police that he wanted to go to the restaurant to self-investigate the reports <laughs> of the trial trafficking. With an assault rifle? With an assault rifle. I think, yeah. That's bullshit there, some that pe- is, mate. Some people are I just mad. He's mad. gone in there. But this is what I mean. Like, conspiracy lead. theories. Like, if you make one up, you've got to think about those consequences. Because yeah. there's some mad people out there who will go... It's fucking right, that is. I yeah. completely believe you. Clock onto it and go, right, we yeah. need to investigate we this. We need to start our own, like... Cult to investigate. I need to buy an assault rifle. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) That's dedication, mine. But that wasn't the only incident. Um, A guy called Ryan walked into the restaurant and set a curtain on fire. (laughs) Calm down, Ryan. Just get a cheese pizza and just chill the fuck out. He's like, what can I do to top? I know I'm going to set a curtain on fire. I'm just going to do it. (laughs) Just goes in there with his little zipper. With his little lighter. Obviously, the employees put out the flames before the fire could spread. Um... He apparently had a history of mental illness and was sentenced to four years in prison. For the sight of the curtain on fire? For sight of What about the fire? guy with the assault rifle? What did he get? Didn't say. I bet you got off there, didn't he? Not sure. Four years for setting a curtain on fire? Four years. You get less than that for, like... Badness. Badness. I know. It, but basically anything. Basically anything else. 
This demonstrates that promoting false and reckless conspiracies, they come with their own consequences, mm-hmm. Craig. The Petergate conspiracy theory is, is crazy. It continues to this day, like mm. the wackiness behind it. Because um, apparently um, they say Tom Hanks, like there's obviously loads of celebrities yeah. that are supposedly involved, but Tom Hanks is one, isn't he? Like, isn't that that thing where he like takes photos of like gloves on the floor and it's like a symbol of something to do with child pornography i don't know but you can make this shit up about anything do you know what i mean so the craziest one so it was a post about of all things cabinets being sold by the online retailer wayfair craig right where we got loads of custards interior bits right explain what's happening so maybe maybe i shouldn't say this i think we're on the list now aren't we on the list of people, we people are going to come and get us. <laughs> we're on the we're on the paedophile ring list. We're on the paedo list, yeah. So the cabinets, which all cost more than ten thousand pound, had been named with female names on the website. Right. Like you can't, like who? You can't make this up. But so soon, the theory that Wayfair was trafficking children disguised as furniture was being <laughs> spread around the internet. Hell, really? Yeah. But to be fair, who's paying like ten thousand pound for a cabinet? Well, they were like bespoke pieces. Mm, so or children the Dalai Lama probably could afford one he's probably getting quite a few <laughs> oh don't put that on don't get him involved with Pizzagate no we do we did turn out to be a nice guy didn't he I think so yeah yeah he only had the, the best interest for his country yeah and it's 1.7 mil a, a year big up to bet pocket um, and yeah basically because Ellen DeGeneres had a partnership with Wayfair she's into kid smuggling too pedo pedo that's the end of my uh, that's the end of it all <laughs> We'll leave you with that one. So hopefully you learned something today, lads. <laughs> Sorry we've been all over the place. Uh, but we had, we had a good time, didn't we? Yeah. Learned a few bits. You learned about Tibet. Yeah. I mean, I learned loads more. This this podcast took me so long to research and yeah. it hurt. I fried my head. I know. There was, you know, Area 51 that I was trying to get into, but Disney. I just can't talk bullshit. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? Well, you talk about aliens and I'm just like... They're real, though. Oh, stop it, My Craig. next podcast, we're going to do aliens. Uh, I don't know. There's got to be something out there. I'd Is, love to think so. Have you seen oh, anything? Wouldn't it be great if we could get someone really intellectual on? I know. Bri- I know Brian, me and you. What's his name? Brian who? Brian Cox. Cox. Imagine him coming on you. And ask him to explain why he thinks you're a hologram. Yeah. Brian, if you're listening, which I know you are, we'd love to have you on, mate. So, um, <laughs> be an honour. Just give us a ring or like telepathically get hold of me somehow. Just holograph yourself over here. I'll just know. Do you know what I mean? If you just say, yeah, I'll come on, I'll just know. And then I'll just tweet you and we'll set a time and a date. Pick you up in custard. We're mobile now. So. No, he could probably time travel. He could just get you. Oh, yeah, true. Good guy. Good guy. <laughs> All right, so we're going to leave you again with another riddle. So I've got, oh, you one, got here one for you. Oh, watch me know it. If I know it, can I say it? No, because then it'll ruin it for everyone else. So. No, but that means it's too easy because I'm thick as shit. <laughs> Alright, Amy's the litmus test for <laughs> this riddle. At night they come without being fetched. By day they are lost without being stolen. What are they? Alright, go go slower. Give me that one more time. At night they come without being fetched. By day they are lost without being stolen. What are they? Is it like a ghost? No. Alright. <laughs> oh, I literally I was like, I got it. I've got it. <laughs> So we'll leave you with that one. Oh. We'll tell you the answer next week, so make sure you come back. Oh, give me a clue. No, because if you say it, I, I have to come up with a new riddle. <laughs> I'll have a good time. All right, cool. 
So thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, there is still a competition. So if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, five star only. Yeah. You can win some King in It merchandise. That would be great. And yeah, if you, I mean, we we already have like... 10 topics but this one was actually given to us by a follower wasn't it conspiracy yeah. theories and we thought oh yeah that's really cool we'll jump on that so if you've got any really cool sort of topics that you think we could talk about just chuck them over and we might infill it and take something else out that we've got and put it in and yeah. class sounds good brilliant so thank you so much if you're on youtube make sure you press subscribe and if you do leave a review it really helps us in our rankings we did peak at number one back in the day oh shut up did you and, uh, in the uk charts for travel and something else Amazing. travel and adventure travel and beautiful but now we can't travel so yeah so if you leave us a review maybe we hit number one again yeah just share this guys i mean we never really ask people to share our stuff but yeah. but yeah why not if you enjoyed it, if share, you enjoyed with, it. share it with your nan if share you it didn't, with her uh... don't bother but you probably wouldn't get this far in if you didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> until next time uh, we'll see you then one two three bye bye